The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly struggling with my mental health and wondering if other people were too. That's why I created RealPod. Hi, I'm Victoria Garrick-Brown, and every Wednesday, I host the types of conversations that most of us only have in therapy. RealPod brings you the heart-to-heart moments we all need to be having and will leave you feeling comforted no matter where you're at in life. So leave the filters at the door because it's time to get real. Tune into RealPod wherever you get your podcasts. Vanderpump Rules to Motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. everyone welcome back to shenanigans i hope everyone had an awesome thanksgiving it is black friday be sure to check out shop.dearmedia.com if you want to get some of my new merch they're doing discounts today this weekend don't know how long it's going on for so i would recommend hopping on today but act now if you want the deals is really the message (laughs) yes without further ado i have someone sitting across from me who has been a dream guest of mine since I started this show on a TV show I have watched for as long as I can remember. We've got my sis on the co-host mic. Hi, guys. Because she made this all happen. (laughs) Courtney, please introduce our amazing guest. We have Joe Gatto. Hey, I'm here. I did it. Thank you. So, Impractical Jokers is a show that I have been watching for so long. So many years. But in the pandemic, when we were staying at my house in Palm Springs, it kind of just became a part of our regular daily routine where we knew if we put on True TV at whatever time, (laughs) it was just going to be a marathon. We've seen the movie. My sister also works with Miss Paula Abdul, the as best. I'm sure you guys I have talked about. Paula. Yeah. But Forever my girl. Paula yes. <laughs> no, literally, so good. So this has just, yeah, been um, I hoped a long time coming. Oh. I don't know if you remember, but we briefly met yes, at a Chargers did. game yes, you did. last season. And I got your manager or someone's info and then they never reached out. And I was like, <laughs> damn, maybe I should have not just given him my info. I should have got it. But yeah, that always gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. It's always you know, better to take in your own hands. Yeah. That's how I've literally met everybody that I've been a fan of. To basically, just either seeing them life and just being like, people get so thrown off when like somebody of, you know, is like, hey, uh, here's my number. And they're like, yeah. what? I'm like, no, this is my cell phone. You're like, you just yeah. give it. Like, you got right? to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I realized that I shouldn't have just given him my information. I should have gotten his. I didn't but... even know you had given any information. And then it took yeah. court coming to uh, see yeah, me perform. So, and I went to Joe's comedy show. Love it. Second time. I've seen you live. And I know my sister had mentioned in the past, like, I would love to have Joe on the podcast. Yes. So I was like, it's a shot in the dark. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And right. it worked out. Here You're like, are. yeah, Monday. And I was like, oh my God, wait. It's all happening so fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't waste no time. Yeah. I waste no, time. <laughs> no, I loved it. It worked out so perfectly. We already had studio time booked. And I really prefer doing these in person. So I had Murr on my podcast 
back in, it might have been 2020. I think it 2021? Was. No, I think what? I was pregnant. I think it was 2020. You were pregnant in both years. I, I was, yeah. <laughs> super, super pandemic times. But it was over Zoom. But just having all of you guys, anyone who could be a part of the show and his team had reached out. I was like, oh my God, we got to get him. He said he was also going to ask you to do the show. And now it finally... No one asked me ever happened. besides her. What and now hell? I'm here. I mean, well, and, and this goes to show you, if you want something to happen, just send your sister. Timing is everything. I would exactly. argue that this isn't like the first time something like this has happened no. too. Where you like say something and I was like, I yeah, got it. I got I you. I love that sibling love. I'm tight with my sisters. Yeah. So I help my sister out. So that's good. I yeah. Like well, this is manifesting at its finest. You've tweeted me before. I remember I saw it and I sent it to her and her boyfriend. I was like, oh my God, Joe tweeted me. He knows. And, me. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm my glad that we finally got to sit down. It's yes, so nice to meet you. Me too. You Thank as well. You. So a lot of people sent in questions. I'm sure you could guess what the number one question was. Am I going back to the show? <laughs> yeah. yeah why you one. left? Uh, yeah. Are you ever going back? So we don't have to get into that yet <laughs> unless you want to just or jump all, right or... in. <laughs> <laughs> <Or at all. laughs> but I have, so one thing I do whenever there's someone I know I eventually want to get on the podcast, I just start making a list oh, cool. of things in my phone. And there were several things that that when I had more on the podcast, we didn't necessarily get to answer all of them. So, so I've got Murr's leftovers. You didn't yeah, even no, do any no, fresh this, thought. This podcast, <laughs> sorry, Murr, was prepped for you oh. specifically because you tweeted me oh. and I asked you to do my podcast oh. and you're like, let's get into it or whatever you said. Yeah. But then Murr's team had reached out and I was like, well, I kind of already have the show prepped for Joe, but some of this could work for Murr. <laughs> so um, these are the ones that I still okay. had for Great. you. I honestly, I don't even know where to start because it's like now you're here and I have so many questions, but how many seasons was it that you did? I did nine and a half. Okay, nine yeah. and a half. Do you guys plan these pranks together? Do you sit down with production? How many just off the cuff things? Like lots of what the goes cuff. into it's just a, making a season? It's a mix of everything. It's like you know we're comedians. We've been comedians a long time. Yeah. We're comedians for friends first, and then comedians as well. Right. So it all comes together in a different ways of things. A lot of it came just from hanging out and we were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we tried this? It yeah. all comes, the beginning especially, was just social experiment. Uh -huh. How long could I hold this person's hand? Will that stranger hug me? What happens if I do this? Right. And it just compounded and then it started getting a little bit more goal-oriented where we we're like, okay, because we didn't always just do the earpiece thing. It was always yeah. like, let's try to, if you look at the numbers actually, percentage-wise, it's probably pretty low of the things. We just did a bunch of like challenges that we made up. Right. So then one, we, we fell in hard on this thing of try not to laugh. And it spawned so many different challenge <laughs> ideas where you had to try to keep it together, which is fun. And then the focus group stuff and all this other things, preparing mm -hmm. stuff for each other. So it was really fun every season to sit down six weeks and yeah. do pre-pro of, all right, what are we doing this season? And then the punishment stuff was always just like, it would go one of two ways. We'd all sit in a room and be like, okay, here's some stuff we could do. We know we would lose a certain amount each mm -hmm. time. Then there'd be stuff that's specific to a person if they can, he's definitely afraid of heights. He's going to jump out of a plane, you know, <laughs> right. things like that. You know, for me, it normally came down to, they just love to make me make them laugh. Yeah. So whatever they thought I would do funny, really, my stuff really wasn't about embarrassment. I really don't get embarrassed that easy. So it was more just like, what would be funny to watch Joe do? And I, I specifically remember one, we were sitting in the writer's room and, you know, the writer's like, hey, we need punishments. And I was like, I just sat out loud. I said, what if I was a massage chair? And everybody <laughs> lost it. Coming so, up with your I, own punishments. Yeah. Well, you know, you're going to have to do some stuff, you know, but, and I knew like what the motivation was because at the end of the day, it's a comedy show. We're trying to make yeah. people laugh. You know, it's not really about like getting people or whatever. Mm -hmm. Our show was really a show about friendship. So it was like, and we just said that and I was like, oh, that'd be really funny. And then we, and Sal just started laughing. Me, Q, Sal and Murr were all laughing about it. 
We didn't even develop anything further. I just said, that's it. We'll just go ahead. Like that's make me a massage chair. So we send it in. You have to get everything approved by the network and you know mm-hmm. how network life is, right? So you send it in and it literally said massage chair punishment. Joe's a massage chair. And, the, <laughs> and our AP at the time goes, what? He's like, what is that? Well, and we just like got him on the phone. We knew we wanted to do it. And we're like, he's a massage chair and people have to sit on him. And he has to pretend he's a massage chair. And he's <laughs> like, like you're just saying the same word. And we're like, just trust us. And at this point, like we had done so much that, you know, credit to them. They let us pretty much do a lot that we wanted. Yeah. And we did it. And it was just hysterical. I didn't know certain things that had happened, which was fun. Like they brought so Bayamba in, like the sumo wrestler to sit on me, uh-huh. which I hadn't known and stuff like that. So it was like <laughs> interesting to, to do that. But a lot of it just came from a place of what's socially weird, what's fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'd have writers pitch us ideas. Everything went through us. Yeah. We figure out you know, I that's it. love that you don't feel embarrassed. I also didn't feel embarrassment, I think, until I turned like 24. And then all of a sudden I started feeling embarrassed all the time. Yeah. And I was like, why have I never felt embarrassed? You just turn 20 something and then it just happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish that stayed with me. Yeah. You know? You can yeah. get it back. You can get <laughs> it back. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But what the Practical Jokers remind me of is like, I feel like you guys were like the original like YouTubers almost. Like yeah. I'm 26 now. And like a lot of the YouTube videos I watch, like, I feel like it does so well and it did so well and everyone loves mm-hmm. it so much. It reminds me of like the David Dobick vlog squad and like the yeah, laugh right. track and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like a really like cool concept that we works hear in so from many a different lot ways. Of, we hear a lot from a lot of those guys about how they grew up watching us. Yeah. You know, so a lot of yeah. it is, I mean, you, we've been doing it for a while, you know, I'm old. Yeah. So at this point, <laughs> and I see so many ways that it's like you guys inspired so many different forms of content. I see it with so many like big creators today. Yeah. Now it's always been on my bucket list of things I want to do in my career your show specifically, but a hidden camera type of show where someone just, because I feel like that's something where I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. Now, after 11 seasons on a reality show, I'm sure I would get recognized more than if I did this, you know, a decade ago. Right, right. But I just think it would be so fun to just put myself out there to have to do something really embarrassing because that's what Joe or whoever in my ear is telling me to do. <laughs> True. But, you, could um, just, you could just do it. We could go to yeah. Ralph's after this or something. And you oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, or if there was like a celebrity version of like John Quinones, what would you do? Right. And it's like, exactly. You and Brock like fighting somewhere really public yes. just yeah. to see what happens. Will, like, let's, let's make it happen. That'd be so funny. Seriously. Yeah. Was there ever a punishment that you were just like, Absolutely not. Or have you agreed to everything on this show? No, we wouldn't produce it if we knew or thought our friends were going to say no. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're friends. Okay. So we wouldn't make our friends do something. That There's some that took a little bit more coercing that we needed yeah. to do people to do. But for me, no, there wasn't really anything. There's been moments where it was like, what do we do? Like, you know, like the... The worst thing I've ever did, hands down, was steal the baseballs from children. Yeah. They made, they made, they had Noah Syndergaard, a mm-hmm. Mets pitcher, throwing out baseballs. Yeah, and they said, you know, we'll put Joe, and I had a bunch of kids, and they're like we'll put Joe in there and just make Noah throw it to keep throwing it to Joe. Uh-huh. And I just told kids they could buy it on eBay and put them in my fanny pack. <laughs> and I just kept doing I it, but that. it was kind of like it started getting. If our show ever felt people were getting angry or if it felt mean, we mm-hmm. stopped and recalibrated because yeah. that's on our show. We're supposed to feel embarrassed. We're supposed to look crazy, yeah. things like that. But if it felt mean, we always knew it was off. And there was a couple of times where I told the line. Yeah. But there was this one woman who, you know, I, I'm out there doing my thing and she was holding a baby and I just said, oh, you want a ball? Give me your baby and he'll throw a ball to me. So I grabbed her. I was like, and I was calling them Jeter. They made me call him Jeter. Yeah. So I was like, Jeter, Jeter. And everybody was yelling me, it's not Jeter. I'm like, Jeter, Jeter, throw me a ball. I got a kid. I got a kid. And he threw me the ball. So I got the ball and the woman was like all excited. And I gave her back the kid and I put the ball in my fanny pack. 
And she just <laughs> lost her mind. And she was like screaming. She was like, what are you doing? I was like, and in hindsight, like you just gave a stranger your two-year-old child yeah, <laughs> to get like, a baseball. Like, right. so how am I wrong here? Yeah. But it was just like one of those things, I guess, you know, she was in her fields, you know, new mom, whatever was happening and just got really bad out of control. And she was like yelling, like screaming. The whole place came to a halt. She's screaming at me and in my ear, like I'm waiting for the guys to give me an idea of what to do. And I go, what do we do here, fellas? Like under my breath, silence. <laughs> And you look back on the video, like, cause like we edited everything, right? And yeah. I look back at that moment on the video and the guys are all looking at each other like, like everybody's speechless. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I gotta get out of this by myself. And that was like, probably like one of the moments I was like, oh, this is, this is a tough one. Yeah. Right. You know, we worked it out though. <laughs> I feel like when, especially when kids are involved, I remember there was one with Sal where he had to go and ruin like the artwork. Q. That every, yeah. Or was it Q? Okay. Yeah. And all of these kids, they've spent so much so time sad. making these paintings and uh, just going The worst moment of my existence, hands down, is when that little kid looked up at Q and he goes, why? <laughs> like, we, we had to take it out because it felt so mean. And we were yeah. like, oh, no, but the parents were all in on it. So, like, that's the... Yeah, you know, the way that it goes around. Hopefully, so. it teaches the kids some character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Like maybe that would have needed to happen to me when I was younger, <laughs> and I'd be like different. Most resilient. You wouldn't be embarrassed about anything. Yeah, yeah right. Happened. Yeah. Who out of the four of you would say has like wanted to back out the most from a prank, or if they're just like, no, 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 this is. Well, you could say no, so that was always the safety. Okay. Net. So it, ran, it really just ran the gamut. Like yeah. being able to say no is a nice tool in the show. Yeah. Because you don't want to do You don't want to do <laughs> right. everything. Right. But you don't want to do everything. Like yeah. you don't want, if you're just out there being willy nilly and going, that's my problem with a lot of these pranks too. Because we, I don't consider this a prank show. Mm -hmm. I consider this a hidden camera, a hidden right. camera comedy show. Yeah. yeah. That's really where we were scripted. We thought things out. We improvised if we needed to be, yeah. you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. The general public was a nice mm -hmm. piece of the sauce, but like we never got mean. You know, we, we, or we tried not to. Yeah. And, and if it started getting mean or you, you could just be like, no, this is, I'm, I'm out, I'm out. And you could just, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. hit the ripcord. So I think that was a good part of the show to have. And I think it's pretty even. Across, I, I, I probably said no the least, but it's pretty yeah. even. It's not far and away. There's been moments for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered when y'all are sitting in like a doctor's office mm -hmm. and you have like a fake broken arm or you're filling out yeah. paperwork at these focus groups and whatnot. What type of doctor's office are you going into? Like, what are the other people in the room there for? Is it like a psychiatrist sort of doctor or? It depends what we're doing. We would get, okay. we would get doctors and or focus group spaces that could look like offices that uh -huh. say that we were giving free psychology exams or free, uh, to be part of the study. Yeah. You know, but like we got, we got a real dentist. We'd be in a dentist office. Like you saw us with the dentist okay. chair. Like yeah, we'd be yeah, in yeah. a real podiatrist office. We uh -huh. did that. We got a lot of real doctors that were on board. Because it's like a commercial. It's like a six-minute free commercial. Right, that's true. You know, and then people are, and it's, they all know it's, it was in good fun. They knew they weren't going to look bad. Their patients weren't going to necessarily get mad. It'd be, we'd be more conscious not to be mean mm -hmm. to people's clients, you know, um, like massage parlors we did and stuff yeah. like that. You know, so it was like, we it, it would just be a little different, but we were never... You know, yeah. some people were just like, no, get the hell out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I remember there's like some places we really, really wanted to do that. We just couldn't get and we mm -hmm. kept trying and trying. But then some places were like, yeah, like Ikea was like, sure. Like oh, on yeah. the first, I was like, I was like, what? We're like, yeah. okay, yeah, well, fine. It's like the girls that get it, get it. And the ones that don't, That's don't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like either get it and you're cool or like you're yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it easy to knowing that? At the end of, you know, the bit that you're doing, you're going to have to have someone come over and sign a release and you're going to be able to tell them like this was a joke. No, you don't really think about that. Oh, okay. Because yeah, in the minute you're still living, it doesn't matter because you can't say it now. Right. Like when it starts going in, the husband gets up, it's like, I'm going to break your neck. You can't be like, got you. Like, it's like you have to live in that moment. Yeah. Like you had to fight through those moments to make the best TV. Mm -hmm. So when it got uncomfortable, that's when you knew it was right. Yeah. Like when it felt 
when you wanted to, it to that's be over, yeah. that's the stuff that ended up on TV. Because I talk to strangers. <laughs> I'm very good at talking to strangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, I have two skills now from the show. One is I can hear multiple conversations at once. Uh-huh. Because I had the earpiece going right. in. I'm listening to three people, right? I'm listening to earpiece. Yeah. I'm listening to what's going on. And I'm thinking about whoever's talking off yeah, to the side. Totally. But then the other one is I could, you could really just talk to people. We used to talk to people for 10, 15 minutes in the park before we even started anything to see if they were a good mark. Uh-huh. Because you didn't want to waste your time. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, so like you really had to like test the waters. So I'm pretty good at striking up conversations with people and being normal because you wanted to sell the turn. Yeah. Like if I'm just talking to you, like we're having a nice conversation uh-huh. and all of a sudden I start like smacking myself in the face. <laughs> You'll let it go once if we were talking for 10 minutes and I was fine. And that's what we need, you know? I feel like Brock would be good at this. My <laughs> husband is such a good conversationalist. I mean, he could chat up literally anyone of any caliber. Yeah. That would be funny to it's say. A, it's, a, it's a skill set. Yeah. Sure. Do you talk to your Uber driver? All the time. Do you, do you say how long you've been driving for? <laughs> <laughs> no, I always, I, I, that's a very delicate relationship, the Uber yeah. driver, more than most marriages. And I would say, because like you want it, if they want to talk, I'll talk. Yeah. And if they shut down, I'll shut down. But like in the morning, like on the way to the airports, if it's mm-hmm. early, no way. I'm, I like lying when I'm in Ubers. It's a good, good yeah. opportunity to be someone else, especially if they're like driving you home or picking you up from home. Sure. They don't need to know that this is my house. It's never your house. And suddenly I'm a different person, especially yeah. when I travel too, because the last thing you want an Uber driver to hear is that you're not from there. Yeah. So suddenly- Or I'm that like, you're not going to be home. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. But if I'm in like a different city and I'm like, I don't want them to think that like, I don't know where I'm going and that they can kidnap me and I won't even notice. So I'm always like, yeah, I'm just going to work. Like if I'm yeah. going to a restaurant or something, that's, I'm like, going to work. That's a very, that's a life hack. Everybody yeah. listening yeah. out there, that's Why great Why haven't work. you ever given me that? I don't know. <laughs> I probably like, like, I really need to get times. home to my kid right now. <laughs> I probably saw it on TikTok or something like right. within the past few years. Yeah. Another thing I do, and this probably isn't foolproof, but if I get into an Uber, I immediately like reopen the doors if like my bag is stuck to make sure like child lock is off. That's 100% huh. smart. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But they could probably turn it on while we're driving. Like it's probably not foolproof, but it at least like, right. if it didn't open right away, I'd be like, hey. Yeah. Another hack is people open uh, when the doors open, they put the window down before they shut the door. Oh, that's that's key. Yeah. So there you go. I'm here to help. Yeah. Yeah. Tips and tricks for those listening and watching. (laughs) Who are afraid of being abducted by Ubers. Yeah. Or just want to have some fun with your Uber driver, you know, live a new life. I love your entrance sense could define the whole ride. Like if you get in and be like, thank God I had to get out of there. (laughs) That's setting up a great story. Right. I mean, like you would you guys would do that too, getting off a phone call and then it's like bye mom. And it was like you're saying something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually just saw another video of a girl in an Uber and she said that the Uber driver was flirting with her and making her really uncomfortable. And then the Uber said, do you have a man? And she responded, I am a man. And she said, it was silent. Oh, I saw that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's hilarious. I shut him up real quick. Shut him down. Right. That's awkward to hit on your passenger. Yeah. Just don't do it. No. Don't do it. To all you Uber drivers out there listening, please don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> so the longer that you've been on TV, obviously, the more and more people who are going to recognize you. Yeah. Did it get more challenging each season to film? Or I know sometimes you guys would break the fourth wall a little and leave those parts in the show. But mm-hmm. did you find it more challenging or there were still a lot of people who were just like, yeah, had no idea. So a lot of people had no idea. Do you think anyone would ever fake it? Like they tried. We see them coming miles away. They're on yeah. camera. They're on a camera. We like see that them. moment of recognition before they know oh, it. You know? That's a good eye. point. Because they're like, and then they walk over and they act like a robot. They'll be like, "I'll take a cheeseburger, please." Like you're like, you know what's going on. <laughs> like but we did what we did though. The hardest part, the biggest challenge for us was when we. You'll notice later in seasons we stopped filming in parks and as couples, as in teams, mm. because oh, yeah. one guy could look like somebody, but right. if I'm standing next to him, then you know it's, it's like, a oh, dead that's giveaway. them. Yeah. So 
that we kind of had to move away from that, uh-huh. which was unfortunate because I loved doing that. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing was in parks or like supermarkets or whatever, we'd be talking. You have no idea who I am. It's going yeah. great. And then here comes somebody else being like, oh, my oh, God, Joe, can I get a picture? You. And they, mm-hmm. yeah, they get you. Draw so our, our like production team would do like a secret service circle around us. And if they saw somebody coming in, they would literally put their arm around the shoulder and walk them away. Oh, that's so there's just so people getting abducted, like taken oh all around God. us, like a bunch of Liam Neeson just taking everybody. I abducted everywhere. a theme yeah. of this podcast. It is, it is. Uh, it's got to be in the title. Yeah. I didn't check the door if it's locked. I don't, I don't know if I get out of here. Do you feel like I'm a huge fan? I've wanted to talk to you for years. <laughs> I got you. I find you. I'm just at my little cute sister. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. I've so many more things that I want to ask you. We're going to take a quick little break and then we'll be right back. All right. Holiday times are upon us. We had Thanksgiving this week. We've got Christmas coming up, New Year's. If you're like me and you like to host parties and you like to cook, but you don't always know what to make, or maybe you have a picky eater at home, let me tell you, Pillsbury is for you. It is one of the things that always takes me back to childhood. So especially Around the holidays, there's just a nostalgic thing about seeing some Pillsbury Crescent Rolls in my refrigerator. If you have a picky eater, let me tell you, there are so many things you can do with these Crescent Rolls that turn the side dish into a main dish. Weeknight recipes are as easy as fill, roll, and bake. So you can roll up all of your favorite ingredients into a Crescent Roll quick and easy spin on weeknight recipes. They also have so many reference recipes on pillsbury.com. So if you want to do like pepperoni pizza, crescent rolls, if you want to add some veggies and cheese in, I mean, you name it, they got it. You can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle. Dinner prep is ready in 30 minutes or less. And I'm telling you, the side dish is now the main dish. And you're not going to regret going down that dairy aisle, picking up some Pillsbury for the holidays. Find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. And from cooking to shopping, yes, the holiday season, it is upon us. And let me tell you, if you're going to be spending money, don't you want to be earning cash back on everything that you buy? Well, Rakuten is for you if that is what you are looking to do. It's a shopping platform that partners with over 3,700 stores across every category. I'm telling you, they've got beauty, they've got clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, etc. And it's like, you're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not be saving money while doing it? Because if you ask me, it's a no-brainer, especially when it comes to places like Sephora and Chewy. I mean, these are ones that I shop at regularly. So it's like, yo, I'm spending the money. I may as well be earning some of that cash back. It's holidays, you know, you gotta, you gotta save where you can and earn back whatever you spend. So basically Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because you can stack up holiday sales on top of cash back to maximize your savings. So You can shop through Rakuten for literally everyone on your gift list this holiday season. You're earning cash back on things like clothing and shoes for, you know, your fashionista friend. Maybe you have some white elephant games coming up, toys and games for the little ones, electronics for your boo. And let me tell you, membership is free. It's easy to sign up. So 
Start all your shopping trips at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. All right. So I wanted to just kind of ease in, you know, ask some some general questions about the show that I've been dying to know just ever since I started watching it. Because also as someone who's been on a reality show, the behind the scenes is always so interesting. And I feel like you don't get to see a lot of that like on our show. We don't break the fourth wall hardly ever. So watching any other shows, especially one like yours, that's a hidden camera. I've always just wondered, like, how do they do this? Do people ever see the earpiece? And do they actually? No, Never? for the most part, no. I mean, and we we do, we have tricks to like cover it up or mm-hmm. move it quick. Like when Q had long hair, it was great for him. He just had his oh, thing. Totally. But like, we'll 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 do a, a take it out if they we think they saw it. We'll take yeah. it out, turn our head that way on purpose, put it back in. Yeah. There's one punishment where I had to get sunblock applied to me by strangers as a punishment. <laughs> I had to lay in Central Park in uh, Washington <laughs> Square Park and get people to put and get my whole body covered. So we're sitting there. And we're, as we're setting up, I'm just setting up my thing. I put it down and this, this NYU kid comes over. He's a really cool dude. He comes over and he's like, Joe, I'm a huge fan. And he's like, can I take a quick picture? And I'm like, yeah. And so we take the picture whatever. And he's like, oh, and he just sat down. And I was like, oh, this will be funny if we do this kid, if we get him to do it. And we don't think. Because he thought you were just. Right. right. I thought I was just chilling. And I was like, if he just thinks I'm in my regular life taking the sun and I get him to apply, this will be great. So we're like, and then like Sal, like was like, do we use him? And we're like, I'm talking to Sal like off the shoulder. Like he's saying stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I went to NYU. I was like, use him. And like stuff like that, (laughs) Uh right? So then we all get on the same page. Pete McPartland, who was the showrunner at the time, came out to like get the kid away. And me and Sal had been talking, but he was off comms because he didn't want people to know. He comes out and sees it and we want to keep him. So I go, hey, Pete, good to see you. He's like, oh, hey, man. And then the kid goes, oh, is that Pete McPartland? Because Pete had been on the show and the yeah. behind the scenes stuff. So he recognized him. That's how big a fan this kid was. And he still hasn't caught on. So the guy walks away. He goes, oh, you're, you are working. I said, oh, no, no, Pete, Pete's at work. He goes, well, I said, yeah, the offices are right here. He said, he's in the production office. I just came out. We were writing just to hang out and get some sun. And he's like, no. I said, yeah. I said, I'm human. I said, you know, so I'm sitting there and then I just start and I take out the, <laughs> I take sunscreen. out the sunscreen. And I'm just, I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know, I said, but it's hard, you know, being out here, get my back. And I said, you know, and he's like, oh, and he starts asking me questions. He's like interviewing me like you. And I, I just talking to him and he's just applying sunscreen to me, whatever. And I had to get him to do it all my whole body. So then he like halfway through when I get him to do my thighs, he's like, He's like, are you sure enough? I said, yeah. And I knew it was coming. So I took the earpiece out. I said, no, I'm not. I said, look, I don't have any earpiece. And I showed him my ear. I said, look, I said, wait, there's no cameraman. Everybody was hidden really well. I was like, (laughs) they knew that if they got caught, they were done. So all the cameramen did a great job. And I was with this kid for 25 minutes as he applied sunscreen. Wow, best day of his life. And then when Sal, Murr, and Q, the way we did the reveal was, they just came in the park to be like, hey, oh, you're in the park too. And he's like, oh, you're all here. And he goes, Wait a minute. And his face just <laughs> melts. It was so fun. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. I'd be like, come on, man. You couldn't get the spray on color? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was so much better that we used the one kid oh, that knew oh, yeah. me. Like, it made it totally different. So, like, that was the thing. We just go with stuff sometimes. I mean, yeah. yeah. How else would you con- convince someone to put sunscreen? I don't know. I was pretty, con- yeah. pretty convincing. You think yeah, so? I've done some crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't know how. I mean, I could probably convince men to put sunscreen yeah, on yeah, me. That's but, like, easy. the yeah. vice versa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To get people to put it on you. Because we had done a challenge where we had asked people to put it on. Uh, we put it on people and yeah. we all started with the same amount. And whoever you had the least amount at the end won. So you just like <laughs> were dumping it on people to try, and they were covered in it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Do you miss the show? Yeah. I mean, it was a decade of my life. You know, it was how I did my, you know, a big part of my life for a while. So in the beginning, for sure, I did a lot. Yeah. Um, I miss working with my friends, of course. You know, that yeah. is what a job that is, right? Yeah. You get to make people. Is there a world where we see you back on screen with your friends? <laughs> 
I'll never say never. You don't, you don't know. I, I, I don't say it. Uh, I don't see it in the immediate future. But, uh, you know, I mean, there are. I love creating with them. We are friends. So yeah. I don't see I don't see why it, it might not happen at a different point. It's just not in the cards for me right now or them or yeah. us right now. You know, what about a Tenderloins tour on stage? Maybe not necessarily th- on camera. I think on stage would probably might happen first okay my, or easier because you're in charge of that you know you don't need yeah. to sign mm-hmm. off on a new show or whatever right. you just get out there and do it yeah totally and i love to tour with the guys i mean yeah. we all love touring together it's you're on the road with your friends it makes it a little less lonely a little bit different that was the biggest yeah. adjustment for me doing stand-up solo so mm-hmm. i started that about a couple years ago and to be talking for an hour by yourself up there instead of with a collaboration mm-hmm. is a different thing and also creating the content by yourself yeah. is a little different. So it was a very different process for me because I'd never really done any solo stage work. It was always my whole, you know, since 99, I've been on stage right. with people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big, that was the biggest change for me. That and in comedy clubs, the smaller stages, mm-hmm. I wasn't used to. I'd never done comedy clubs. Right. So when I did stand up. Yeah, you guys up, in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, we're in like so... arenas and the theaters. So once I got back to the theaters, I felt way better and I felt like my show got way better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still cannot wait to come and see one of your shows. I swear, every time you're in town, I'm out of town. I was just in Mexico. Take a trip to New York. I'm playing the Beacon Theater. January 20th. January 20th. Okay. Beacon Theater is a big show for me. Wait. Yeah. Come on through. I've been wanting a little winter in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I was just talking to my team today about, are we doing New York in December? Are we going to just push it to January? And literally today I said, I think we push it to January. Yay. Well, so, and Watch What Happens Live might be yeah. in the cards then for you, Yeah, too. I mean, I know our season 11 is premiering in January. So? We don't have an exact date yet, but I think it's maybe around then. Oh! So. Okay. All right. Okay. Like, so it might work out. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. No, you came right. That's it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I'd love to. Can we talk about, I know there was a lot of news and press around why you left. Can you say... A little bit about that. I know we saw that you were yeah. saying you wanted to focus on your family. You've reconnected with your wife, yep. which I think is incredible. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think everything that's been said is said. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I had some personal life issues going on I needed to take care of. So it affected my mental state and what I could do. And uh, so decided to go. And the stand-up thing started because, you know, the bills keep coming. You got to figure out how to provide for your family. And uh, I had to make a transition into still, I love to make people laugh. So I was like, what can I do here? Talk to my team. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're like, try stand-up. And that's how that whole thing panned out. And I always wanted to, uh, you know, I always had, I never wanted to be on camera. It wasn't my dream. Mm -hmm. You know, I just ended up on and love jokers, but I just got to be myself, which I loved. Like I'm not a character, Mm -hmm. but I always wanted to be a writer and director. That Mm -hmm. was my dream in life to become a writer and director of film. So I've been able to pursue that and do things and then, you know, take care of being a good dad and all that. So it's, and then getting back together. So it all all worked out. No, but it's fun to travel again, be on the road again. Yeah. Being on the road is different now because I, you know, I control my own schedule too. Mm -hmm. So like I still, I get to drop them off to school on Thursday or Friday morning before I leave. So it goes a little less days seeing them and work all that out, which is nice. Yeah. And I get to take them with me, which is good. Yeah. My kids come with me. My daughter came to Cincinnati with me. Had a great surprise. It was so fun. My kids are going to turn. She's eight and my son's six. So they're fun. That's such a fun age. Yeah. I had the summer off, which is great. I got to teach my son how to ride a bike, how to swim. It was really fun. She has a two and a half year old. Yeah. Just catching up. Yeah. So it's like every age a girl. Girl, that's excellent. Yeah. And every age has just been the best. Yeah. But you're about to 
to get into real fun. Yeah. Like they start giving back in a real way, like at three, like mm-hmm. a, that was really, and I, and I didn't find the terrible, well, for my kids, I didn't have like a terrible twos thing. Yeah. I think at three, they're a little bit harder to manage with their uh-huh. uh, personalities because yeah. they get frustrated on how to express what they want. Yeah. Because they're not there, even if they know words and how to talk, they just don't get it yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a little weird. Totally. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, I know that this industry can be tough and especially anyone who is married knows that marriage is work. So for you to be able to step away from something you love doing and focus on your family and for you guys to come back together, I just think is so mm. admirable and incredible because not a lot of people, you know, make it in this industry and in marriage and in life. In and any all of marriages that. So or industries, it's, yeah. It's hard enough just, you know, without cameras in the whole world watching you. But when I saw that you guys had reconnected, I was just like, wow, that is so yeah. incredible. Because obviously as fans, we missed you when you left the show. It definitely was not the same, but it's like you have to do what's best for you at the end of the day and your family. Family comes first. So yeah. the fact that you were able to do it all literally and now you're on the road and you're doing so many other things you've been passionate about i just think is incredible oh, so, thank you thank yeah. you for saying that sorry kind of you yeah well, <laughs> and everyone course. expects to know things about your life like it's different like she has been through so many relationships on her show and that's what people feel entitled to but i'm like that has nothing to do with you do mm-hmm. on screen or anything and yeah. they still feel entitled to that information which is yeah well i think stupid. it's true when you're like, cause you're you, you get that part of it, right? Yeah. You're you, you're not a, you know, so they're like, oh, they feel like they, they know you. Like it's when you meet people too, it's like when you see them they're like, oh my God, they're, oh, you're not as fat as you are on TV. It's like, thanks. <laughs> you know, like, like, so many backhanded a, compliments. Yeah, it is. Oh. But then also like you've been there for people in a real way, like, yeah. you, you know, as therapeutically mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. get people who come up to you and be like, oh my God, I have cancer. And I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. Like they hit you with that. So, but yeah. you, that gives you a, like it fulfills you in a different way where it's yeah. like, okay, I've been here for these people through as many years as you've been doing it. So that's, that's a big thing you know you're doing yeah too, so no literally this happened to me at BravoCon. she saw it i had like a full meltdown because there was a woman who came up to me and she asked me to do a photo or a video for her best friend's mom who was like literally like dying that week mm-hmm. she's like she's not gonna make it much longer and it was like someone else came up to me and they're like you did a cameo for my friend going through chemo and it was just like yeah. so much love and it was so overwhelming but i was like oh, you had to breathe yeah and i just like took it she's like what's wrong i was like no it's good it's okay but i was just like that video like doing a video for a woman who's dying yeah. and this was like a dying wish that's what I was she just wants like oh right? my yeah, god it's, it's like you have impact you yeah think? and yeah. it's so crazy and i mean your guys's show is one that you know i mean in the pandemic when the whole world is shut down and freaking out and no one knows what's going on it was just a place to provide comedic relief in yeah. such a crazy time so that's when sure. i started watching yeah. yeah well i mean we true tv the station plays in in hospitals and prisons yeah. So really? I, we have so many people that have come out of prisons that you got me through the hardest time. Thank yeah. you so much. My, I, my, my rental car broke that true story. My rental car broke down last night. They had oh, to tow no it from way. my hotel. I had something, right? So the guy shows up and gets out and he goes, no way. I go, yeah. <laughs> he goes, dude, I watched you for five years in prison. No, I go, hey, oh man, it's good to see you. I'm like, how you doing? He's like, I'm oh, great. I've been out three years. We gave a hug. And a really nice guy. Oh, it's my just, God. But it's so funny. Like, could you imagine that guy's mind? Like, he's towed, you know, paying the bills, towing his truck at like midnight and yeah. it's m- my car. Yeah. And you <laughs> yeah. don't even live here. I know. It's so funny. So, yeah. But like, you're there for people in a real way. And that's not lost on me at all. I mean, and you came to the meet and You see what it's like back yeah. there. Like, you get these, you spend time with people, talk to yeah. them, hear their stories. It's really. Well, it's really good. What I was thinking too at BravoCon, it's like, and same with like your meet and greets, they're fast and someone gets 30 seconds with you, 60 seconds, they want to prepare like what they have to say. And it's like, they threw that on you. Like, can you film a video from my friend who know, has cancer? And, like, and it's like, <gasps> they don't realize yeah. what they're throwing on you so yeah. quickly, but so they know happy. that they're only going to have yeah. like a few seconds with you and just want to get it completed, get you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, but it was just, it was like so much love and so overwhelming in like the best way possible. Sure. But it was just like, I, I, I was fine signing vinyls and taking <laughs> pictures, but then it was just like, boom. And I was like, right. oh my God. And then at the very end of BravoCon, the last woman I met had told me she just got diagnosed with cancer. And I was just like, oh my God, it was so many people, people that you're yeah. just like, and she was like, I'm just like, this made my weekend. Like I'm about to start chemo next week. And like, I was just like, wow, you never... No, it's like you can see comments and whatnot, but then when you get the in-person interactions with people totally and you actually different. see the impact you have. It's, On a real person, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's so crazy. But yeah, good. yeah no, your guys' show has brought so much joy to so yeah. many people. And yeah, I've just... I've been wanting to have this moment for uh, a long time. Oh, so. I always say too, I don't laugh a lot. Not in like an No, she doesn't. It is like, so really? hard to make funny. her laugh. Yeah. I think I'm just like... I have a high standard of things that make me laugh. I'm not going to laugh at something that's like, not that <laughs> it's funny. It's going to be worthy of your giggle. Yeah. I hear you. And it's funny because she gets like really stoked when she makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. So you guys make me laugh. So yeah. I just wanted to let you know that. Good. But, so good. <laughs> I'll, good I'll, I'll, I'm up here. All right. Nice. No, literally. It's like Fun. if I send something, if I get a genuine LOL, I'm like, wait, was that funny? Did you think, <laughs> am I funny? <laughs> because she's, Tell me again. Tell me again. She's a hard one to impress for <laughs> sure. Sweet. All right. We got a lot of questions on Instagram. That was the, the main one. So I did have to ask that people want to know if you've I know we talked about this before, if you've ever watched VPR or if you heard anything about the scandal. Oh, well, I'm on social media a lot. So things will <laughs> pop up. And I, people get people get crazy. about oh, it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're, you're in a different type of thing that like we like because what you do out there is people are like their sides. You've yeah. got like like that. That's different. Like all of us. Like, like I was team Joe. I'm team Sal. Oh, but they're all funny. Right. No. That's not what it's like with you. <laughs> oh, no. It you was guys. just team Ariana. Right. Like everyone. It was uh, it's polarizing. Yeah. It is. No, it's crazy. It is. So I've, se I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen the, the drama. And I hope, yeah. I hope you're okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's still recovering. I feel <laughs> like it must have reached like indigenous tribes. I know, like right. I think everyone heard about the scandal. Even like this most recent season of American Horror Story. They talk about it yes. in it. Really? Yeah. They literally uh, spoof it. It's oh, Andy sorry. Cohen and Emma Roberts' character. And she's on an episode of Watch What Happens Live. And she makes the joke that she fucked Tom Sandoval to get the part on the show. And it was just like... And like Kim Kardashian's what, the lead what? in this season too. Like it's like a massive That's season. Insane. And I was just like watching at home like... Am I am I dreaming? Uh, like I'm so it's, confused. It's so crazy. That is nuts. Wow. But safe to say, Team Ariana. Oh, you're gonna try to make divide my crowd now. I'm like, no, I can't. That's the right answer. I will just say I'm not a fan of drama. I hope everyone's okay. Yes. <laughs> Everyone is. She's okay. crushing it on Dancing with the Stars right now. She's probably gonna win the whole thing. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Best and worst punishment you've ever had to do. The best is probably, I mean, I've, I've, oh, 10 years of so many things I've done yeah. there, but I mean, I love using my body as a weapon. So you've heard me talk <laughs> about like breaking the tables yeah. as the manager with my body was always uh -huh. very fun to me, but the genie was really that good was too. Good, yeah. the oh genie my God, the breaking, genie. Yeah. I remember I think the genie. The worst is probably the baseball. Baseball yeah. for sure. Like yeah. You talked about yeah. Earlier. That was, that was terrible. That was one of the most terrible moments, but yes. also like the punishments, like I said, I weren't really bad for me as they were more like, oh, I got to do this kind of thing and yeah. just getting through it and trying to do it funny. But just the baseball moment was like probably the worst moment. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just so. watched an episode last night and it was when Sal's punishment was the bingo and Love. he had to keep calling it. And I just did bingo <laughs> for the first time last week. So this is fresh in the brain. Uh, yeah. I just did drag bingo and I that one was painful to watch. It like, was, uh, it was the closest we've come to a riot, I yeah. swear. Because Those the, the place we were doing weren't having a 
they weren't having a bingo event. We did it in a real bingo hall at a casino mm -hmm. and they weren't having an event. So we had to put up the prize money. So we were like, you have to put a good amount so people will go. So they did like a $5,000 prize and all these old, old ladies came in here, right? And they were cutthroat. Talk about drama. They were cutthroat. So like whenever, so Sal's messing with a real bingo game. Yeah. He just keeps yelling bingo <laughs> oh. and they had to stop down the whole thing and they were in on it. So they kept being like taking their time to check it. And there was one, they, Sal was amongst older ladies. And by the 18th or 19th time, he screamed bingo. One woman was behind him with a glass bottle. And she goes, <laughs> if you say bingo one more time, I'm breaking this over your head. I swear we have. And I was like, at Sal, we're like, you got to say bingo. He's oh, like, oh my gosh. And that's when he gets pulled out. We, like, right. we got to get him out of here, but yeah. you got to say bingo one more yeah, time. Yeah, right. But yeah. she grabs the bottle. She, did, she was like, ready to go after. But I couldn't believe these old ladies went crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be pissed too. I yeah. think at any age, someone's calling bingo incorrectly that many times. Right. Especially there's some money on the line yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Like, was it Sal or Q? One of them had a key. I remember at Universal Studios. Pulling the thing That's down. the worst thing we've done. <laughs> oh my god! He had to stop dropping, stopping yes. the tram, pulling the emergency thing, uh -huh. and that was insanity. It's supposed to be a forty-minute ride. It right. took over two hours. Oh my gosh! People. Yeah, it was every crazy. time we're on that tram, I think of that punishment, yeah. and I'm like, if anyone were to keep doing yeah. that, yeah, I know. I would they, just get they off told and walk us, out. Universal. Well, it took us a while to talk them into it, but we did a whole episode with them. But they said. uh, it's practice. If somebody pulls it, they get they're off. That's it. Yeah. Like they're like we would take you off. We're like yeah, but nobody knows that. We don't know right. that. I wouldn't know you that. Know? No. So we're like yeah, but that's our policy. I'm like well, no one knows your shh, nobody knows your policy. <laughs> no we one read the terms it. and conditions when they bought the tickets. Sorry <laughs> about just that. click the agree box. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a Vanderpump reference, so you might not get this one, but. People want to know, how does it feel being the number one guy in the group? <laughs> is that a reference? Yeah. I don't know the reference. Uh, yeah, there was a whole thing one season. One of the guys was like, I'm the number one guy in this group. It's me. And then now it's become a thing where he's not the number one guy. Number two and number three are not the number one guy. It's like number four uh, is now the number one guy. Oh, really? But you just are the number one guy oh, in the group. So. Thank you for thinking so. That's sweet of you. <laughs> how does it feel? It feels great. <laughs> It'd be weird if you're like, how does it feel being number three in the group? <laughs> I guess as long as I'm not last. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. There is one more thing I want to talk to you about. But before we do, just one last quick little break. It's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. It's one of my favorite pastimes I've been talking to you a lot about lately because it's so much fun. If you haven't done it, what are you waiting for? Because let me tell you, at top golf, Everyone's good. Literally, there's no one who's not good at Top Golf. So if you don't golf, it doesn't matter because yes, golf can be kind of hard. But at Top Golf, let me tell you, everyone can play, even if you've never swung a club before. And here's the best part. So half price Tuesday, it's a whole day each week dedicated to more play for less pay. So they do this thing on Tuesdays where all gameplay is half price, giving players more of a reason to come and play around. Top golf, it's an anytime activity. You can do it with your family on a weeknight, on a Sunday afternoon with your friends. Make it a boys' day, make it a girls' night. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. You can do a coworker holiday party, like so, so many options. And I just want to mention we're all about play, but even we have some rules. Half Price Tuesday applies to gameplay only, isn't offered at every venue, and can't be doubled up with other offers or discounts. I mean, it is already half price after all. So full details can be found at topgolf.com slash goodisgold. Visit topgolf.com slash goodisgold to book a bay and come play around. Again, that's visit topgolf.com slash goodisgold to book a bay and come play around.
I know we wanted to talk about your dogs. Oh, yeah, for sure. So how many dogs do you have now? What pastries are they named after? And you were telling me about a rescue, yes. a charity that we wanted to uh, yeah. discuss. Well, so I started last year. Uh, we got our nonprofit status. So Gatto Pups and Friends is a full charity now, Amazing. which is great. And we just adopted out, I think, our 56th dog last oh week, gosh, Yeah, which is great awesome. in a year. So it's been fantastic. But uh, we just started collecting old dogs. Collecting. <laughs> well, yeah, we collected them. Like uh, Bessie <laughs> has a huge heart and loves older you know, animals that are falling apart. So we we're mainly do senior and unwanted dogs in New York. Okay. We operate out on Long Island and um, it's just ghetto pups and friends. So the ghetto pups, we have about nine that are ours. Okay. And then the end friends fluctuates from who's alive, who's adopted, who's whatnot. <laughs> I think right now we have maybe 20 in the sanctuary. Yeah. So we have about 29 dogs, right? Or 30 dogs right now. And uh, yeah, they're all named after Italian desserts and pasta dishes because that's on brand. That. You know? I'm going to run out of names one well, day. We, we, we bumped into cheeses now. Okay. <laughs> well, then we, we started doing, uh, you know, holiday themed ones. So we got a pumpkin pie. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Cute. yeah, we got a couple of different ones there. You know, we got a, we had a mashed potato who got uh, adopted. Oh, mashed potato. Yeah, so, cute. so cute. Yeah, so we did, you know, we do that, but it's all food themed. That was the the joke with me and Bessie. So I, we bought our first dog, Cannoli. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, I'll buy this for you, but I get to name the dog. And that's the deal. So we just kept that going. So whenever we got a new dog, yeah. I got to name it. So I just started naming them all after foods and stuff. So. No, so I, I brought that. this up to Joe a few days ago when we met because me and my boyfriend are looking to get a chihuahua and we, so he grew up with chihuahuas and they had Modelo, Tecate, Dos Equis, and Corona. And I was like, I love that. We should keep that going like when we get more and more dogs. But I wanted to switch to hot sauces. So we were uh -huh. talking about yeah. chihuahua named Tapatio, Cholula, Sriracha. Yeah, Sriracha's great. And then what did you said? Chico de Gallo. Chico de Gallo. Yeah. yeah, Chico de Gallo. Um, yeah, I name. love that. I feel like Chico or Chica, like depending on yeah. its gender, would Chica be a really cute, <laughs> totally. really cute name for chihuahua. We so have, that's what we're we on have the... one now, Nacho. That's nacho. in our with us right now. That's nacho. Yeah, we had Nacho right now. Yeah. But yeah, I've always been talking on the bottom. So adopt own shop. I yeah. we mm -hmm. fo I foster pit bulls. Um, I adopted Amazing. a pit bull three years ago. I would love to adopt another. I think she's a really good great. foster sister as well. Oh, like great. I think she'd be I think she's like the perfect example of dogs we bring in the home and would kind of make them a little bit more and more adoptable. So I love that you do that, especially with senior dogs. Oh, I yeah. encourage everyone to foster senior dogs because when you do that, whether you foster or adopt, you're saving two lives because you save the one that's now in your home. Home and the one that takes its place. Yeah, but you know, so, what, too, with older dogs, people don't realize it's 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 a lot easier than puppy stuff. They just sleep, <laughs> yeah. eat, you pet them, and that's it. They mostly do that. I have, and it's funny they all bond and stuff. It's mm -hmm. really cute. But I would have brought you some old dogs. Oh. You should have told me. I would oh. put some in the carrier. Next year, maybe I'll pick one up in New York. In January, right. when you come, you come through. We'll, we'll bring, bring a, a nice back. one. Yeah. Yes. I want, I want like a little Chihuahua mix of okay. some sort because I think it's really funny if we pull up with our pit bull with like a flower crown and a pearl necklace, and then my Chihuahua with like a spike collar. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I want sure. my Chihuahua to be the tough one, and my pit bull to be the angel, which yeah. is probably how it would go. Anyways. Yeah, we had the sweetheart cinnamon roll. She was oh, so sweet. We should got adopted out. She was great. I can't yeah. with these names. They're so cute. She's sweet. I love that. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure that the pups got a shout out on. Oh, yeah. Gatto Pups and Friends on Instagram. It's yes. at Gatto Pups and Friends or GattoPupsandFriends.com is the website. We could donate, help volunteer or just spread the word. Amazing. And I will be linking that in the podcast description as well as on our YouTube video. Sure. So what's next for Joe? We're touring. We're doing the solo thing, writing, directing. Do you have any passion projects that you're working on right yeah. now? Yeah, the solo tour. JoeGattoOfficial.com is where you get your tickets. I'm going, I filmed my special, it looks like. I'm going to film my special in March, which I'm excited about. That's so exciting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just continue to write movies and work on some, I got some stuff iron in the work, but I can't 
really talk about, but yeah. things are going well. Hell yeah. <laughs> Is there anywhere you're traveling that you've never been that you're like excited to go? Australia in February. Oh. I'm doing an Australia tour. Yeah. I'll be in Australia in February. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we're hanging out in January, right? we're hanging out in February. Wow. Did we just become best, best friends? Best That's it. This is all it took. We finally got to sit down. Uh, what, uh, yeah, I'm going to February. I'm doing my first time, my first tour there. I'm going to Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. Uh, yeah, a bunch of places. Same. Oh, wow. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're working on dates right now. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, look what my dates are. Yeah. Sync it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, you've never been? Never been. Always oh wanted gosh. since I was 12. You're going to love it. Yeah. My husband's from New Zealand, but raised in Australia. Ah. And I'm playing yeah. Auckland. Okay. I'm going, I'm playing, that's why I finished in New Zealand. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, we're going to have to look up these dates oh, no, no, and sync yeah. it up. Yeah, you should do it. So um, stay tuned, guys. Okay. But. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting into some shenanigans with me. Thanksgiving week. This was truly, I'm thankful for you being here. So you're the best. This was so nice to finally sit down. I'm glad you finally asked me directly instead of just throwing out the remote. You, (laughs) thank you uh, for random people. But this has been so fun. Yeah, yes, absolutely worth the wait. All right, thanks Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.